This is Franchise Today, brought to you by FRM Solutions, providers of the best-in-class software solutions for franchise relationship management. Franchise Today is your destination for weekly information, conversations, and interviews with accomplished industry leaders, all of whom share best practices for sustainable growth and sensible franchising. Here now, your host, Stan Friedman, to kick off this week's podcast. And wishing you a very happy new year. This is Franchise Today. I'm Stan Friedman, hoping you all had happy holidays, a Merry Christmas, happy Hanukkah, good Kwanzaa, happy Ramadan, and or whatever it is that was your reason for celebrating the season. Hard to believe how quickly 2019 just zipped on by, but here we are at the start of a new year and a new decade, no less. Here's hoping, too, that 2020 lives up to its name and brings many things into focus and clarity for us all. What do you say? we kick things off with the front of the house and start out with happy birthday wishes to Louis Gragnano, David Fisher, Dan Durney, Beth Brody, Taria Baker Michelet, Frank Altman, John Hess, Dave Sullivan, Gene Savage, J.D. Bush, Jim Bender, Akansha Sharma, Jesse Williams, Patricia Smith, Osvaldo Maracini, Ken Boyce, Frank Zaid, Thomas Bodish, Matt Lucas, Jim McGuire, Ed Teixeira, Ralph Shanks, and Chad Rogers. I hope I caught them all, and happy birthday one and all. And so with that done, let's take a quick break, and I'll be right back with today's guest, Steve Cody. Franchise Today will be right back, but first, a word from our sponsors. Hey, Stan Friedman here with a word about Transitive, an amazing marketing platform that actually delivers what others can only imagine, accurate, dependable results that are second to none. All right, without getting too deep into the weeds, Transitive connects franchisees' customer data from all sources, providing high-octane fuel for their marketing engines. They then deploy machine learning, yes, artificial intelligence, which identifies various customer traits and habits, attributes that would otherwise likely go unnoticed, and it segments these customers into groups. This is important because as we know, not all customers provide your franchisees with equal dollar value, but wouldn't it be great if they could easily identify who's who? Well, that's exactly what Transitive does. And what's more, it then accurately drives the appropriate offers to each of those customer groups, delivering specific personalized messages to each of the group's customers. Just like that, your franchisees are engaged in laser-focused target marketing, delivering them much more bang for the buck. You've got to see it to believe it. So what are you waiting for? Order up a demo today and tell them I sent you. Find them online at www.transitive.io. That's www.transitive.io. My guest today is serial entrepreneur extraordinaire Steve Cody. Steve is the founder of several companies, both in franchising and technology, but our conversation today will focus primarily on the Better Software Company. Better Software is headquartered in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, with U.S. offices opening later this month in Austin, Texas. Designed to ensure that franchisees can carry out the vision of their franchisor's concept with technology, Better provides both franchisors and franchisees a deeper understanding of what's happening throughout franchise locations and insight into what franchisees are actually doing out in the field. Designed with a focus on service brands, it will customize and control 
a single product or service list with proper images, descriptions, and recommended pricing for franchisees. It'll also create email templates, client attributes, automated alert templates, new services, and products in one place for everyone to have immediate access or to set permissions to control who has access to what. And it'll provide scheduling and CRM tools for franchisees to manage their relationships, appointments, and touch points with their customers, and even provide mechanisms for the production of estimates and work orders in the field as franchisees are meeting with potential and existing clients. It's my absolute pleasure this week to be introducing Steve Cody, who is a serial entrepreneur. I think that's a fair assessment. Steve, if two words had to define you, how would you feel about those? <laughs> that's pretty good. I think that's my wife would agree with you, Stan. And I'm so happy to welcome you to Franchise today. Thank you. So any snow up your way yet? Uh, you're up there yeah. in the northern northern environs of Canada today. Tell the audience where your, your home base yeah, is. So, <clears throat> so we're based out of uh, Ottawa, Canada, where you are opening an, an, an office in Austin. So we're actually doing that this month but yeah we're in, in ottawa canada and it's uh it's january so it's cold we've got we don't have a lot of snow on the ground probably about six inches but uh yeah it's uh, it's all white out there for sure well when you're talking six inches of snow those of us in places like home base atlanta georgia view that as something called a lot <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> yeah well i'm off to, to vegas tomorrow so it's gonna warm up yeah there you go well steve it's a pleasure to get connected with you and and have the conversation that we're going to roll out for the audience today and I want to do it the way we always do it which is asking you to rewind the tape to how franchising and you got together because it's unintentional business model we all agree to that yeah and um at some point in your entrepreneurial career, you must have been doing something that put franchising onto your horizon. Tell us about that and when it was. Yeah, well, I mean, my career started, you know, I left school in grade 10 and uh, my grandfather had saved up, it was $10 a month he put in the bank for me uh, to go to university. And uh, by the time I was in grade 10, that was $1,200. So I asked him, I said, can I take the money out of the bank? I was dyslexic, so school was not for me. And I said, could I take the money out of the bank and uh, start a window cleaning company? And uh, he ended up agreeing to it. So basically bought a squeegee bucket and a ladder and started a window cleaning company. So that was the first thing I did. And that kind of led to to, to doing uh, different things. And that original window cleaning company is still around today. Um, and, uh, I, you know, I'd say... Oh, I'm going to guess probably about 10 or <clears throat> 10 or 11 years ago. So, you know, I'm at that point, I'm probably about 15 years into my entrepreneurship career. <clears throat> and uh, we were we were building a party rental business at that time. So we rented tents, tables, chairs and sold party supplies. And we were going from Ottawa driving to Florida. We have five kids and we were in the car and I ended up buying this audio pack with the uh, E-Myth. So I don't know if you're familiar with E-Myth, Stan. But, uh, Anybody in franchising that's not familiar with yeah. E-Myth has, has some quick reading to do. Yeah, big time. So uh, anyways, I put this thing on, didn't know what E-Myth was, but I, my kids probably have it memorized because all we did was keep listening to E-Myth and that's a 24-hour drive. Uh, from here to Florida, and then 24 hours back. So they probably heard it about four or five times. But I think that's what that did two things for me. I knew then that I had to franchise. And I also knew, like to grow my business, the only way to do it was to franchise. And I also knew that I needed technology to be able to franchise. And that's, that was really when I came home, I started looking for technology to be able to run our business, couldn't find any. And that's really kind of where my better journey started. Uh, was building our own technology to run 
first our own business and then be able to start franchising that business. And, uh, and our software kind of really ended up being our, always our competitive advantage. So that's how the journey started. And that the business that you were franchising again was window. Uh, no, it was party rentals. Party so, rentals. Yeah, yeah. So my, uh, you know, when I was in grade ten, I started a window cleaning company. Yep. Uh, I've had a scaffolding rental company, swing stage rentals. We've done lifts. We've done bobcats. Uh, when I was thirty years old, I sold to Hertz Equipment Rentals, which were they were out in New York. Uh, that was our lift and bobcat business. Uh, took a year off, and uh, my mother was getting married, so. I thought, I, you know, she was getting married. I had to rent tables and chairs. I didn't like the experience. Uh, so I ended up starting my own party rental business. And then after listening to Emith, knew that the only way to grow it was through franchise. So uh, so that was our, our, we ended up franchising three different businesses over time. What's the state of those businesses today? Are those franchises still active? Yeah. So well, the one, so Cody Party, <clears throat> and then we did uh, Monster Halloween. Uh, so Cody Party ended up being uh, 13 locations all across Canada. Monster Halloween. So this is by June 2013. Monster Halloween was 26 locations. So that's like, you know, you open up a Halloween store September, October and close it down. So we had stores in both U.S. and Canada. And then January 2013, I started Cody Mobile, which was really like a mobile auto detailing business. I came at that one a little different. I, I just thought I wanted to build a model where franchisees could be successful. So there was a couple of rules that I kind of had that I thought needed to be in place, you know, to make it easier for people to be successful. And I ended up creating Cody Mobile and that actually went quite well. So we had three businesses on the go. June 2013, my son passed away uh, from a drug overdose. And uh, so we ended up, I was in bed for nine months, uh, really couldn't get out of bed. So we ended up selling all of our companies through that really kind of a fire sale through the process. So uh, Monster Halloween's still around. Cody Mobile, the guy that bought it, he bought that he would became the franchisor. It was an, a fantastic model. There's still franchisees around, but it didn't work out for him because he kind of came in like he was going to be a ruler and not a builder. Uh, so I think he came in with it the wrong philosophy. Uh, Cody Party, we ended up buying the original Cody Party store back after we got back on our feet. So that's kind of where things stand today. Uh, but out of that whole process, uh, we sold all of our companies. But what we still had was this software that we had built uh, to run the companies. It had no name at the time. But by the time I felt better, August 2014, that's when I went to my family. I said, you know what? I said, we're going to start a software business and uh, we're going to call it uh, the better software company uh, they thought that was quite funny because i knew nothing about software but uh yeah that's kind of and that's really how really this uh, this whole kind of journey into the into software got started my deepest sympathies about your son i can't imagine the experience and that that's got to be a pain that is impossible to describe Thank about you. the about the software you started a software company because you felt a need but you had no experience in software so how did that look hey, you know what i think a lot of it came from the emith book you know when when i came back from that trip from florida looked around for software within the franchise industry it, it didn't fit my needs and uh, it was very expensive so that's i decided to create my own uh, I didn't create it. I mean, I hired uh, uh, some engineers to build it, but it was just really, it wasn't like a, 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 the vision, the vision was only ever like, let's build it to run our businesses, uh, our franchise, let's continue having it as our competitive advantage. 
and make sure that it's proprietary. Uh, that only changed when we had to sell all of our companies and all I had left was the software. So that's kind of how that worked out. So really we just built it. I would say better is really more built around making sure that the franchisee is successful. There's insights, brand management, there's all these things for the franchisor, but being a franchisor, you know, it doesn't take you long to realize that if your franchisees aren't successful, you're not going to be successful. So when you look at better and, and how it's been built and, you know, the, the real value propositions that it offers. I think it's a lot about making the franchisee successful, how to make their run their business better, how to increase their sales, uh, those types of things that are that are important. So take a deeper dive into some of that and talk about how that looks and, and how it works and why the service industry is your sweet spot. And, it, you know, it's saying that to help franchisees be more successful is a big, broad canvas that I can't clarify a picture on. So bring that into focus. So number one is, I think, putting as many features, you know, that the franchisee would use during a day under the same hood. So they're not having to log into like multiple applications just to get through their day. So that's kind of an important thing. You know, if you look at it, I would say I'll, I'll look at it like even from a very simple point of view, you know, you want to send an email to a customer thanking them for their business. And, you know, you've hired somebody, they're on the job for two days. Do you really want to trust that person to be able to write that email? Or do you want it to be a canned email that can go out? You can see a history of that email being sent out. You can see who sent it out and when they sent it out so that, you know, if the emails, if there's something wrong, you know that there's a training opportunity. So as simple as just sending out canned email templates that either the, the franchisor can create and push down into their franchise system. So the franchisee doesn't even have to come up with it. Or the franchisee can edit it and change it, you know, depending on how the franchisor kind of sets up the rules. I think another big one is suggestive selling, you know, from, again, the franchisor can set this up or the franchisee can set it up. But if you sell X, should you be offering Y and Z at the same time? So basically increasing your average sale. Another one is a repeat sales opportunity. You know, how often do we do a job and the customer loves us? you know, shakes our hand and everything's great, but then we never really have anything logged in terms of when should I call this customer back? You know, it'd be kind of nice at the end of that conversation to say, oh, you know, you love the, the service. You know, when should I call you back uh, to clean your car again or to clean your windows again or to clean your carpets again? And better, like literally can prompt you, you know, we call it a repeat sales opportunity, but it'll literally prompt you to do that. You know, I think in business, there's kind of three ways to improve sales. Uh, so one is get more customers, sell to the same customers more often and increase the average, you know, increase your average sale over time to all of your customers. And if you can do those three things, which is what we focus on when we're building better is to kind of prompt or enable our customers to do that, that can have a huge impact. So that's kind of on the sales side. Operationally, we think, you know, if you look at the calendar, the scheduling, that's probably where we've put the most time into the software application. And we've, we're on our fourth iteration of it. And it's all been driven by what our customers want and what makes their day better. Like what I needed, you know, when I built the software for myself is a lot different than what our customers need today. And technology is a lot better today. You know, if I, for example, if I'm a driver or I'm a, 
a field technician and if I'm looking at my calendar, just the view that I see is probably different than the person that's booking the jobs in the office. So we allow them to be able to configure their own view, customized to them. I want to maybe color code different things to mean different reasons. Uh, I want to be able to, I want a different default view. I like to look at my monthly view as a default view. Uh, but I'm a technician. Maybe I like to look at my daily view as my default view. So, I know, you know, these are, they may sound like they're not big deals, but they're actually a really big deal when this is your livelihood and this is what you do day in and day out. It makes nothing but sense to me. Uh, the three words that came to mind when you were talking about those three things that your sales uh, portion of your platform deliver, uh, I call that recency, frequency, and increased average ticket. Love it. Talking <laughs> <laughs> the same language. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what it is. I mean, get them to get them to come back more often, spend yeah. more while they're here. Yeah. And um, make used to be when I was in the sandwich business, you know, I I used to at Blimpy Subs and Salads, I used to compete head on with Quiznos and Subway back in the days when I was still a franchisor. And I knew full well that I couldn't beat Subway when I had like 2000 stores and Subway had 30,000 stores. They had an ad budget that I couldn't touch. Yeah. But all I wanted was sandwich day. Whatever day of the week it was that somebody was going to eat a sandwich, that was my customer. That was the marketing that I did. I wanted to own that person's experience on sandwich day. And once I had that down, Pat, then I wanted sandwich day to be sandwich days. Why only one time a week? Let's get you here twice a week. And it's the same game. I didn't have software as, as a Zor then to do that, nor did my franchisees have anything to help them develop that experience further. But I like where your head went with what you developed software to accomplish. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's, I mean, that's all about the customer, right? So technology can deliver a better experience for that customer and get them coming back. And if we can make lives easier for the people that work with us or for us. Uh, yeah, I always talk to like our product managers and when we're building software, I always say, think about the person you hired yesterday. How quickly can they be up and going on the software, right? Because in franchising, uh, you can be in a, in, a, in, a, in a business where there's high turnover and you don't want to put people on like a two-day or a seven-day course just on how to learn the software. You want them jumping behind the cash, jumping in the van, jumping wherever and getting to work, you know, and being productive. So we focus on that. Tell you what let's do. Let's take a quick break, Steve, if that's okay with you. And then let's come back, talk about whatever else it is that's on the platform that rounds this out and then talk about how you approach franchisors, because it seems to me that your software, while you're selling it to franchisors, you're selling it to franchisors to help them benefit their franchisees. It's all franchisee-facing or franchisee to their end users and their customer-facing. So we'll come back after the break. We'll talk a little bit more about the entirety of the platform and how you bring it to market and what your plans are for what you're going to be doing at IFA. We'll be right back after this important message. Franchise Today will be right back, but first, a word from our sponsors. This portion of Franchise Today is brought to you by Zoracle, providers of spot-on profiles, the gold standard of assessment tools that assure you're selecting the right franchisees every time. Unlike DISC or others that simply gauge personality or communication styles, Zoracle's spot-on assessments are all franchise-specific and based upon seven sciences that nail the results each and every time. Your prospects simply answer a few questions online, and like magic, Zoracle's algorithms scientifically slice, 
dice and analyze their thresholds for risk, their business acumen, and even their propensity for single or multi-unit ownership. Zoracle's spot-on analysis is like having a crystal ball, but there's no hoodoo here. It's all based upon science that flawlessly determines franchisee, franchisor compatibility, and accurately predicts performance. Why don't you schedule a demo today and take a complimentary look and see for yourself. It's the closest thing to a sure thing. Zoracle, spot on assessments based on science, but delivering results that seem simply magical. Check them out at www.zoracleprofiles.com. And I'm talking today with Steve Cody, the CEO of Better Software, the founder and CEO of Better Software, serial entrepreneur, has had his hands in lots of franchise businesses as a, the result of an audio encounter with the E-Myth, which so many of us have benefited from over the years. Michael Gerber, I believe, was the author. I think I'm right. Yeah. I hope I'm right. Yes. yes. Yeah. And I reached out to him. He's a good guy. Yeah. Excellent guy. So round out the platform for us, Steve. What else does the platform offer? How do you approach the marketplace with franchisors to help them get a vision of the canvas that your software can paint? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, last segment I talked about what we kind of, how we focus on the franchisee, but, you know, also having been a franchisor, um, you know, it's like, it, it really, we just built in what what we felt originally was important for a franchisor. And, you know, so what I can think of quickly is brand control. You know, uh, early days, you know, I'd look at somebody sending out an email or, talking to somebody they weren't talking our language or they were sending a logo that they had made up or you know an old version of the logo so an important thing that we offer the franchisor to be able to push down into the system is brand control right so what do the emails look like what does the marketing look like what's the language of any emails or any correspondence that we're sending uh, what do the quotes look like so those types of things uh, so brand control, so that's one thing that's very important. Uh, another thing we do, which I think is is kind of cool, and we know our customers love it, is we allow our franchisors to change the language within the platform. Uh, what we learned early on was, you know, you may call it an estimate. Somebody else may call it a proposal. Somebody else may call it a quote. And you know, if we're go if we're selling into a system that's been around for a couple of years, they have their language and they love their language and they should be able to keep their language. So we allow people to be able to configure. If you want to call it a proposal, everywhere in better, it'll say proposal. And I think we've got about 200 different words that you can globally change throughout the platform. And this makes it may sound silly, but it makes onboarding a heck of a lot easier because now we're talking the same language um, as our customers are speaking in in each different uh, application. Um, the other thing we focus on, which I think is important, is we allow our customers to be able to configure their workflow. So if your workflow is you want to start with the calendar, uh, you can start with the calendar and then you know, go to the customer next, then go to the order, then go to the checkout. If you want to start with the order first, then go to the customer, then go to the calendar. So you can completely configure the workflow to match what works best for your business. Um, 
another important thing. And I think what was really cool is, is last time I was at IFA, um, you know, and we're seeing it, I think really this year, because our, our pipeline is probably, the, well, it is the strongest it's ever been. And you can see we're franchisors. You know, if we think back five, seven, year, seven years ago, software was kind of a nice to have. And then it was like a should have. And I think now people are realizing good software is a need to have. Um, and when we were at the show last year, we had a lot of people for the first time saying, do you have, do you have APIs? Are you partners with this person? Are you partners with that person? And I, and so for us, you know, what's really important for us is to become part of an ecosystem and have strong partners and have integrations with partners, uh, you know, like yourselves, like Emma, like QuickBooks, uh, like Scorpion. So all these different, uh, platforms to make sure we're integrated we stay focused on what we do best uh and let others do what they do best and kind of let's work together so those are kind of the the main i mean there's i could go on and on but uh well maybe one more thing is i think what's unique for us Stan, is you know we allow we, we you know if you look at franchising it's changed i would say the last three or four years a lot of operators are doing multiple brands and they're operating in, in different countries. So the way our, the architecture of our software works is a franchisor could actually have, when we have customers that do it, have multiple brands under the master brand that are completely configured. Everything is different, but all the data is still rolling up. They can set up the same thing for multi-unit franchise owners. They can say, uh, set it up if they had master franchises that even had different languages in different countries. Uh, so the architecture of the software, we saw this happening, I'd say five years ago. Uh, and it was an important, it took, I mean, it was a huge investment to build the infrastructure to be able to do that. Uh, but when we're showing the software application uh, to franchise ors now, especially the ones that are very ambitious and have big plans, they love it. It's a big differentiator. I'm interested in a couple of things. Uh, the first one that comes to mind is when you talked about APIs is without getting too technical because the audience uh, for Franchise Today is not IT today, it's Franchise Today. Platform-wise, what is it built in and what makes it so universally connected? I mean, the APIs are important, but push-pull from other networks and other systems and interface with other networks and systems and how all that then rolls up for reporting and making data across the platform meaningful to the franchise or not just at the unit level where each franchisee is benefiting from the use of whatever it is, whether it's scheduling or something to do with communicating with their customer base, but then the roll-up of all that data to becoming beneficial to the franchise or how does that look? Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, sorry I missed that because that's really important. Uh, and I think probably the most important thing uh, so we allow all that data roll to roll up, but what's what's really important is now benchmarking, right? And being able to put different units in different groups. If I, you know, we have customers that have like a nine one one group that they just want to look at and they want to benchmark. Uh, so they could be franchisees that are in trouble, and you know they stay. They're looking for training opportunities. Uh, so we have full reporting. There's dashboarding, and it's all part of what we call the the franchisor control center. So all that is there for the franchise. And I think that they, again, it's, it's, it's about benchmarking. It's about, you know, if I look at across my franchise organization, what's my uh, average sale? You know, if somebody's at 
$150 and somebody's at $70, okay, $70, we have a training opportunity. You know, if my average is 120, for example, uh, what's my, uh, what's my, my quote conversion rate? So every time my franchisees are presenting quotes, what percentage of those quotes are actually closing? And, you know, you'll often see a new franchisee, the closing ratio is going to be a lot lower than somebody that's, that's you know, a lot more confident and that's been around for a while. So, again, that's showing you a, um, you know, it's showing you a training opportunity with those people. So there's all these insights that you can get that can, I mean, a lot, you, you know who the winners are, but you also know where the training opportunities are. And I think, you know, franchising is so much about building people up. Uh, but that's directly in line with with the kind of the core values of franchising. I'm guessing I know the answer to this next question because it's one that I deal with on a daily basis. So I'm sure you do too, albeit we call on the same types of companies with different kinds of software offerings. But what do you say to the franchisor who has legacy systems in place and says, well, I'm going to build that, or I've already built that, or I have blank in place already. What do you tell that franchisor about the difference between what he thinks he has and the value proposition of going to the cloud? Yeah, well, and we run into this so much. And the story is like the conversations are changing, I think. And people, because I think it's because technology is moving so quickly that people that have built it on their own or are trying to maintain it on their own just can't keep up. So, you know, from our perspective, we invest between four and five million dollars a year into development of our product. That's kind of hard to justify that if you're a standalone operator. You know, there might be some big people that can do that, but that's so, I mean, our product, we're making it better every day. Uh, we hired our CTO, uh, if you've ever heard of Corel, a multi-billion dollar company, and if you, or WordPerfect, uh, Graham is the guy that built those technologies. Uh, so we brought him over because of his expertise of building it kind of an international consumer-facing software application. So, yeah, you know, you're starting to get the conversation, you know, three or four years ago, yeah, I built my own software, I'm happy, to now it's like, geez, geez, I've got a million dollars into this thing, like, but I know it's, you know, man, it's, you know, I've got like, if this one person got hit by a bus, then, you know, then I'm in real trouble, but I'm, you know, anyways, and, you know, but they put that, you know, there's two things, they put a lot of money into what they've built, and there's also, there's also an emotional attachment. They've put a lot of their own thought and their own passion into what they've done. We've taken into that account. Our better is extremely configurable. So we've made it configurable so that, you know, it can kind of meet the needs of different businesses operating in different ways. Well, I'm wondering if we're at the place in this interview where some people in the audience may be scratching their heads going, what's FRM and Stan Friedman doing talking to Steve Cody about another software company? But the reality is just as franchisors find and create economies of scale, for their franchisees, I think companies like yours and mine who deliver services that really are complementary. My software, FRM, is more designed toward working on the franchisor side of the equation, where yours is more working on the Z toward their end users. And literally, I don't think there's a single company out there that can be all things to all people and, and have a single platform deliver everything that a prospective franchise 
client, franchise or client can, can use. But when you've got, you know, you've got um, similar uh, vision, value and ethics and, and you have an approach toward philosophically toward the marketplace, you know, I treat all of my clients are in my mind, they're franchisees and I'm a franchisor and it's all about proper management of expectations and, yeah. and doing, doing your very best. Cause I promise every one of my clients that this software that I offer is built in Microsoft. I promise you it breaks. And it's gonna break, you know. Don't don't judge me on whether it broke or not. Judge me on the triage when we go putting all hands on deck when something does go wrong. Yeah. You know, that's that's the part of the equation where the proper management of expectations, understanding that I'm not in the fran I'm not in the software business either, Steve. I'm in the franchise business and I'm delivering yeah. software that is franchise centric. I believe you're doing the same thing, and that's why I think philosophically we have such a great alignment to allow us to complement offer services to the same people that go a little broader than either of our core competencies, yours or mine, could do on their own. And that's to the audience that was scratching their head asking, what's this conversation all about? It's just about economies of scale and two companies that that uh, have found uh, a shared vision, values, and ethics that can work to the benefit of our mutual clients. So that it broadens the offerings that either of us can help them find with compatibility through those APIs that one client can benefit from twice as much because we're dealing with each other. Absolutely. And, and everything everything uh, you're doing, Stan, is things that we don't offer, right? So, you know, compliance, uh, you know, recruitment, those types of things, they're obviously important to a franchisor and a sure. And uh, but we've got so much work to do in terms of just being really, really good from the operation standpoint in terms of what we're doing. We need a partner like you guys. And I think the probably the most like you already said it, but the most important part is we think alike. Like we, we care about the customer. We care about who's using the software application. We want to deliver value to them. And uh, we know if we make them better, we're all better for it. I remember about three or four years ago, I had a phone call from a guy named Greg Cook. And Greg was then the VP of advertising and marketing at the IFA. He's since moved on to other things in his life as well. But he introduced me to Better Software and told me you guys were coming. And he said, Stan, you should talk to these guys. And all I saw was a competitor. It took a few conversations over a few years to get to a place where I see that we're not competitors at all. We complement each other in, in so many ways. And not the least of those is how we view our customer base and how we treat relationships and how we manage those. And we let the software do the rest. This has been a tremendous conversation, Steve. I've really, really enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to us having some adult beverages and, and <laughs> continuing the conversation in yeah. Orlando in a couple of weeks as we'll be at IFA together. And we'll be sharing some further conversations with those that we serve and those that we choose to serve and hope to serve and help complement each other along the way so that everybody's experience with technology, which is a scary thing to a lot of people in the franchise business, that we can ratchet that fear down just a little bit more. Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, and just help them be successful. Yeah. It's been a pleasure again. And thank you so much for joining us. And we look forward to seeing you. Austin, Steve, and Austin, listen to me. You're going to Austin in Orlando, Steve yeah. Cody. All right. Thanks, Dan. Please remember to subscribe to Franchise Today at Block Talk Radio and that you can download us from iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, or virtually any place that podcasts are found. Remember, too, that you can also ask Alexa to play the latest episode of Franchise Today. Please like us on Facebook and remember, let me hear from you with recommendations for guest interviews as well as any thoughts or comments you'd like to share about the podcast. You'll find all of my contact info on my LinkedIn profile and I'll be happy to hear from you, good, bad, or ugly. 
Until next week, I'm Stan Friedman, wishing you the best, the very best of all things franchising. And Franchise Today is out. Franchise Today is a production of FRM Solutions, providing best-in-class CRM tools to empower relationships with prospective and existing franchisees. No excuses, just solutions. Find them online at frmsolutions.com. Join Stan every Wednesday at noon Eastern for another live episode of Franchise Today. Or, as always, download episodes on demand at blogtalkradio.com or iTunes.